Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of The Melon Mat. I am one of your two favorite hosts, Pam. And with me, as always, we have your favorite host as well. Please introduce yourself. What's up, y'all? It's Cashly, back for another night of wrestling and all things, well, wrestling. <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> So on this episode tonight, it is called War Games or Love Games. There's a lot that has happened <laughs> in a week. And we I know, I know you guys are gonna say, well, y'all say that every week, but it is very true. Uh you may yeah. not be into wrestling 24-7 like we are, but wrestling, there's always something happening. Like I explained to you guys yes. last week, War Games was Sunday. Then we had Raw, uh, then there was SmackDown tonight, which we are coming in a little later. We're coming in after SmackDown because mm-hmm. I did have a flight. And Rampage as well. forgot. Yeah, listen, we got <laughs> AEW. We, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. But we did give you guys time to watch it. So maybe there'll be a recap for SmackDown. It won't come from me because I won't lie. I did not get to see it. I was <laughs> on the plane. So don't, don't judge me now. But we will definitely get into all of that and more. So first, do you want to start with, as William Regal would say, war games? I can't say <laughs> that, but uh, yeah. I'm going to proud of Regal. So war games <laughs> was this past Sunday, and it was NXT war games, of course. And mm-hmm. that card, I won't lie to you guys and say, oh my God, this is like, the best war games card but mm, i will not lie to you y'all y'all know i'm gonna yeah. give you the real even if i like it even if i don't so of course as you know war games there's the men's and the women's team mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me and then we'll get into who's on who and you know blah 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 so let's do that so for the women's war game match we had dakota kai and Toxic Attraction, which is Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, mm-hmm. and JC Jane versus Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Um, I felt as though this one had to be won by Raquel and her team. She was the leader mm-hmm. of that team. I felt as though it had to be won by them because it just made sense. The other team was full of all champions and to help build up Cora Jade. And mm-hmm. also Kaylee Ray, even though we've known Kaylee Ray from NXT UK, it just made sense booking wise for them to win. So I was very glad to see that they won. Next, we had Imperium, Fabian, Ike, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel, which are the champions, the men's tag team champions, versus Kyle mm-hmm. O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And of course, Imperium won, which again made sense because Kyle O'Reilly's contract was ending this week so technically Kyle O'Reilly is now a free agent they yes. did uh he did have some deals that he could have signed but he chose not to resign and mm-hmm. I don't like saying this but I do think that Kyle O'Reilly may be going to AEW because they've been kind of teasing at it uh with yeah mm-hmm. Adam Cole and with Bobby Fish and I'm saying we were in you know Undisputed Era and then Undisputed Era think- yeah and then with Kyle O'Reilly uh, and Von Wagner, well, Von Wagner trying to 
essentially betray Kyle O'Reilly at the end and Kyle throwing up Undisputed Era, I mean, one can only speculate, of course. So that was that match. Uh, We had the hair versus hair match of Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. And Cameron (laughs) Grimes won and shaved off Duke Hudson's beautiful hair. Um, I'm glad Cameron Grimes did not lose his hair. Because it's so long and it fits him. I think he would have looked weird without hair. Duke had some without hair. I mean, his hair wasn't that long. He can grow it back. Yeah. Next, we have Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. Lord, I can't talk today. For the NXT Cruiserweight <laughs> Championship and Roderick Strong won. Um, I did not get to see this match at all. So, um, yeah, I have no words for it. But I do know, well, in, he's Joey Gacy in NXT, but. I know Joe Gacy from the indie scenes here in New York. So um, I know he's a mm-hmm. good wrestler. I know that I know what he can bring to the table and it's not the typical wrestling that we know of. So I'm excited to see how they develop his new character with the whole, our generation and, you know, not being a millennial and that whole feel that it's kind of going for. So I'm excited to see Roger Strong has always been boring to me. No charisma, no nothing. So him being seen that will knock him into works because he's someone that should not talk. He, even in Undisputed Era, even before then, it just, it wasn't given what it was supposed to give Roddy Roddy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And then last but not least, this is the match that I was looking forward to and the match that I enjoyed the most was the men's war game match. It was yes. NXT Gold, Black and Gold versus NXT 2.0. So mm-hmm. on NXT Black and Gold, we had Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. and L.A. Knight. Even though L.A. Knight was not in the Black and Gold brand, but whatever. Uh, versus <laughs> Carmelo Hayes, with, who is the NXT North American champion, Grayson Waller, Braun Breaker, and Tony D'Angelo. And of course, NXT 2.0 took home the W. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that match a lot. There were a yeah, lot of moments that really kept me engaged. Um, it also was the only match I was able to see live because they finally let us in. That was a whole story for... <laughs> yeah, that, that story was crazy. I'll get into that afterwards. But um, that was the only match I did get to see live and I really, truly enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it was great from head to toe. I will say Grayson Waller has so much more he needs to learn. And I think it was a great match to kind of, excuse me, to kind of help him out because the crowd was not into him. Nobody understood why he was there. Like we, we still don't understand his character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was needed, but I think it did help as far as put him on, but it made the people hate him so much because you know, he's beating on Johnny, he's beating on Tommaso, yeah. he's beating on all these well-known names. So I think it was a good way to introduce the crowd and try to push him a little more and see what he can do. But I feel as though he has a lot more to learn. Um, Braun Breaker is definitely a star. He, The people love him. The people love, love the gabagoo, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> they love him so much. Um, and of course, Carmelo Hayes, the H-Camp, when he shoots, he's yeah. a miss. I'm, I'm <laughs> here for him and Trick Williams. At first, I was like, Trick? Why is that your name? But you know what? It, it's kind of, it's growing on me. It's growing. Yeah. It was feeling a little racist. 
I won't lie. <laughs> but it is growing on me. So I'm excited to see what they do. But I love Carmelo Hayes. Um, he did have a match on SmackDown. Well, before SmackDown started, I want to say it was in Virginia a couple weeks ago. Um, mm. And from my friend that was there, she said the people really enjoyed his match and, you know, liked seeing him perform. So we definitely have a oh, star in our hands. I hope yeah. that, you know, more comes out from him. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Giant Gargano, of course, they did their DIY stuff. Pete Dunne, he broke some mm-hmm. fingers. LA yeah. Knight did LA Knight stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't understand his name, LA Knight, but uh, I'm also trying to understand his gimmick as well. But mm-hmm. everything takes time with the new NXT 2.0. I do want to say that, like I stated, from what I did see, I liked what I saw. Um, yeah. I just didn't see that Cruiserweight Championship match. I did go back and watch the other matches, um, except for the Cruiserweight one, because I had a feeling I wouldn't mm-hmm. like it. So I'm kind of glad I did it, because I've not heard any real great reviews on it. But it was a good card. It seemed out of place. It, mm, then I'm glad I didn't watch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just the whole Cruiserweight. Yeah, just having a Cruiserweight title on NXT just seems out of place to me. Um, I kind of feel like there was a whole place for it. And that was 205 Live. You know, I kind of feel that that was the place for it. Then, of course, they got rid of that. So now they kind of mix it up in NXT. And it just feels out of place. I, you know, it's kind of hard to get used to. I, also, I agree with that. I also think that because Roderick Strong has now lifted the 205 weight limit and next week mm-hmm. he's supposed to be going against Braun Breaker if I'm not mistaken next mm-hmm. week or the mm-hmm. week after I think it'll bring a different dynamic to it but it also confuses me because it's a cruiserweight champion cruiserweight mm-hmm. how do we how are we lifting 205 and that's a cruiserweight but you're facing Braun right. Breaker for a, that right. it just we I guess we have to trust the product and wait and see what happens uh, because yeah, this ain't um yeah, this ain't it. I just noticed I broke my nail and did not know it popped off. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm one. I'm like, where's my nail? So um, yeah, that was NXT War Games. Uh, mm-hmm. now into the story of what happened. So uh, during War Games, they invited four hundred. I think it was four hundred. People, I think it only could see like one four forty or one forty two forty. I don't know something mm. forty people is how much. Let's just say two forty. It could see two hundred forty people where they normally have um, NXT War Games, all that stuff. Of course, less seats because they need to make room for the the two rings, the extra ring. So mm-hmm. they sent out email invites to all these people, um, and I was fortunate enough that my friend. Shout out to Zeus. Uh, he got an invite because you could send in a request that you wanted to go, but it wasn't guaranteed that you would get tickets. Um, but mm. if you did get tickets, you could bring you know a person with you or however many people you wanted. Cool. Mm-hmm. So he got invited. I didn't. So he just said, "Well, if you get invited, invite me." You know, we did that thing. So, ooh, excuse me. So we go. I get there. Literally, it's supposed to start at eight. We're outside at 7.45, and no one is being let in. We're Mm. like, okay, it's 7.55. No one is being let in. Oh, okay. 
Um, we're mm-hmm. in the back of the line. We even say, like, this is the back of the line crew. They bought us white claws before we go in. Um, I've before that I've never had a white claw before. So um it was <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Uh I don't see the hype. I mean, it don't taste like nothing, so maybe that's why people are hyped about it, but okay. Um and then it's now eight o'clock. We hear the music, the pyro, we're like, uh okay, what's going on? Eight ten, they come outside, they go, Hey, so sorry, we are at max capacity. Um, if we invite any more people in, literally the fire marshal will shut us down. So, you know, we, I'm so sorry to send y'all home. There were people in the very front that was there from 2 p.m. 2 p.m. waiting to get into war games that got turned away. There was a girl who drove all the way from St. Pete, which is about like, St. Pete's like 30 minutes from me. So she drove mm-hmm. like two and a half hours to Orlando and got told no. So they said, well, wow. if you didn't get in, uh, what we can do is we can get you a photo op with William Regal, William Regal, what I can't talk today, Persia Perota and Indy Hartwell. So, okay, not a problem. So me and my friend, we go, um, we're about to go take our photo. I'm talking to Regal. I'm letting him know like, hey, I remember meeting you before um, NXT TakeOver Toronto. But it was the NXT show that was at MSG right before then. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, everyone was so worried about Finn Balor <laughs> and his ass. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, totally disregarded me. But you came up and you were the only one that, like, talked to me and helped me. So he is in the middle of telling me a story. And the person taking the photo is go snapping at William Regal. And he's like, wow. look here, look here. We have to go. We have to go. There's people waiting. And William Regal just looked at him like what is wrong with you? Uh, and kept talking. And the guy was like, mm-hmm. ma'am, 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 you have to get his attention. I said, you want me to be rude to William Regal? Are you out your mind? Right. Like, are we talking <laughs> about the same? William Regal? The William Regal? No, no. Right. The future, if he's not a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer? Absolutely not. I will not. So the guy's like, we have people waiting. So William's like, okay. Let's just go. So we go, we take our photo. Uh, and then my friend Zeus, he takes his photo. And there is no lie. There were three people behind us. And that's including a small child. You're rushing me to three uh, people? Are you right. serious? So now we go to the next person, which is the lady who doesn't take it. She basically lets us know, hey, um, we, you will have definite priority seating for whatever NXT event that you do. NXT is having like a big pay-per-view at the beginning of January. And they said, not only will we have priority seating, we will have like, if we want camera side to be in the front, to be seen on TV, you know, we can oh, be there. Nice. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, Maddie Johnson, I do apologize, but uh, we will not be adding you up here. I don't think you know anything about wrestling. So you can leave us a voice <laughs> note if you like, and we can go from there. But we will not be adding a co-host that does not talk about wrestling. You will not invade this space of two black female wrestling hosts. Okay? Thank mm-hmm. you, though. We appreciate you, but it will not be happening in this space. So, anywho. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we go. We talk to the lady. Her name is Maud. She's very nice. So, we're talking to Maud. And there's this guy. And I don't like to bring race into things. 
But when it becomes blatant, it becomes blatant. This mm-hmm. man is talking William Regal's head off for 15 minutes. And I know it was 15 minutes because we had to wait online to get to Maude, then get to Maude, then give her our email, you know, have a conversation about it, you know, her apologizing, however. So I said to her, I said, Maude, you know, I don't like to bring race or anything like that into things when it's not needed, but I just feel as though it's really messed up that my experience of me getting a picture with William Regal, me and him are having a conversation and he's literally talking, getting cut off by that same man you see over there standing, trying to take a photo. But this guy that's been talking to him, who is also another Caucasian man, has been talking his head off for 15 minutes. And not once has that man said to him, snapped at him or told him you mm-hmm. need to look here or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's really rude. And that's very disrespectful. Right. And she said, oh, my God, I'm so I'm like she was completely baffled. She was so sorry my friends this was like yeah and we weren't gonna say anything but it just the experience was just not cool like i'm talking he's like yeah you were my biggest fan and then where wrinkles not even saying anything he's just standing there <laughs> he's not, like but you're in I, he's talking to me but you interrupt and talk to me like i i did not like that i was not a fan of that at all um, so she went, she said something to the guy, the guy was like, Oh, it's because there were a bunch of people. I said, I'm not even going to argue with you because it's really not worth it. I said, but there was literally three people, including a small child behind me online. It was not a bunch of mm-hmm. people waiting online and William Regal was in the middle of talking and William Regal comes up and he's like, yeah, I was in the middle of talking and you were snapping at her. Shocker. William Regal stood up for me. Hi- highlight right. of my whole week. Nice. Thank you so much, Regal. <laughs> So the guy was like, oh, uh, uh, well, do you want another photo? Or And I was like, no, I just wanted to finish my quick conversation. <laughs> if you tell someone they're doing a meet and greet, which is an issue I just spoke about on the pod a couple weeks ago, a yeah. meet and yeah. greet means you actually have to be greeted and meet them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean a meet picture, get out my face. That is not right. a meet and greet. <laughs> I understand that it was free, but that doesn't take away from an experience. You don't mm-hmm. know because I'm not going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because I'm not freaking out does not mean I am not a fan of somebody's work. I can be a fan of somebody's work and still keep my composure in the presence of those because you never know if you need to see this person again. And now they say, oh no, I don't want to interact with them because they're the type of people that just like freak out and don't know. That's not the type of experience that I'm trying to present myself as. I know how to keep calm. There was only one wrestler, and we all know who it was, Kenny Omega, that I ever freaked out for. And that's literally because I already had a long weekend, and he was my absolute fave, and I didn't think I would see him as often as I did. But now I'm so calm and so confident. Like, he don't, he don't even care. He's just like, hey, what's up, Pam? Like, it's just, it's a calm setting. So it just, it really put a bad taste in my mouth in regards to that guy. Uh, but Ma did state that she would talk to him you know, about that because that was not cool at all. So mm-hmm. we did all that. We started talking to the people that actually work at NXT. Uh, and we got like so caught up in our conversation that we had outside. Um, literally, we were talking to production people that be outside in the truck. We were talking to production truck people. They're like, hey, yeah, come on in here. They don't let us in the production truck. I know we're probably not supposed to be telling them. Wow. All that, but they let us mm-hmm. in the production truck to see what it looks like. It was really cool. Uh, it's really small. The NXT one is like really small. And they were like, yeah, this is what we do. This is how this works, you know, this and the third. So it was like a good 
experience, even though we didn't get to get in. But by the time mm-hmm. that we finished talking to everybody that we were talking to, Maude came back and she was like, okay, uh, it's just y'all two, right? And we're like, yeah. She's like, okay, come on. The main event's about to start and you guys can go in for that. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Uh, so for the main event, I got to actually sit next to the commentary team uh, and I got to see Beth and say hi to her. Literally, as soon as they ended, the security was like, okay, Beth, let's go, let's go. Like, she didn't get to say bye to nobody or oh, wow. nothing. So that part was a little sad. But um, besides that, you know, it was great. I wonder why they I rushed her out. I, I wondered that, too. I think also because she did post a picture on her Instagram story of her holding somebody's hand in the hospital, it looked like. So maybe oh, that's okay. why. Okay. I don't. I, I don't know. It's all speculation. Um, but yeah, it was just good to see her one last time before she, you know, she was gone. So, yeah, and we have a message from Mister Maddie Johnson, the same person who wanted to come up and host. So, we're gonna play that and let's see what he has to say. <laughs> Um, I'm a, a pro wrestling aficionado. I heard y'all talk about NXT, so I was about to, I, I mean, I added myself on a, to, um, you know, discuss, uh, wrestling with y'all. But I am a pro wrestling, um, aficionado, like a, a fan fan of this shit. So, um, I got a question for y'all. How do y'all like the new format of NXT, the 2.0? Cause I, you know, felt in love with the black and black and gold brand for these past like six, seven years. And to see it go down the drain is kind of <laughs> disheartening. So I just want that, you know, like get, I guess get y'all take on it since y'all talking about wrestling. Shouts out to y'all. Shouts out to the queens talking about wrestling. Appreciate y'all. Well, thank you so much, Maddie. We appreciate it. And you brought us into a perfect, perfect segue <laughs> into last week's hot take. <laughs> Miss Cash Lee, this is yes. all you, honey. This is all for you. Go ahead. Take it over, girl. Take it over. Well, yes. Um, if you tuned into last week's show, I gave a really nice hot take, um, pretty much expressing my love for the black and gold and my distaste for 2.0. Um, I do not like this new format at all. And I just turned on NXT one day and saw all of these new um, colorful NXT logos and the new format. And I was like, what is this? I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, some of the characters and some of the storylines I'm still trying to get a hang of, which says a lot. Whereas with NXT black and gold, it was like they wheeled you in instantly. And, uh, you kind of saw that with the war games, the men war games, um, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, um, it's like they're NXT. It's like we are NXT. When I think we are NXT, I think them, I think black and gold. Um, that whole NXT title where it was just NXT. You know, that's that's what I like. This new 2.0. No, I don't like it 2.0. I don't like it 2.0. <laughs> and that's where Pam and I differ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we definitely differ because I feel as though. NXT 2.0 was very big 
very, very big. Not 2.0, I'm sorry. NXT Goldbrand was very big on bearing on bringing more precious. Get get the words out. I talk all day for work, guys. So please <laughs> don't 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 throw it back at me. But uh, NXT Black and Gold was very big on bringing a lot of the indie wrestlers in. So of course, when Johnny Gargano got signed, big thing. Uh, Malachi Black, Alistair Black, mm-hmm. whatever Tommy Ann, whatever he wants to be known as, Tommaso Ciampa. Ben Bauer, yeah. Samoa Joe. Ben they brought Bauer. in these huge, huge indie wrestlers mm-hmm. to NXT uh, Black and Gold. And it helped build up NXT for what it was. That's why people love it. Because for them, it was a whole bunch of familiar faces. These are people you heard about. Adam Cole. Adam Cole getting signed. Oh, my goodness. The internet mm-hmm. went crazy. Oh, my God. We got Adam Cole. Even the thought of Kenny Omega coming in was a big deal. Mm-hmm. The young big yeah. it was always like, oh my God, oh my God, hey, hey, oh my God, they're they're signing all the indie wrestlers. I remember that yeah. time period. Everyone was like, Dirty is signing all these indie wrestlers. What about people that aren't like it was a big, big thing. So now we have gone and we've moved on to NXT 2.0. And now we're not signing these big time indie wrestlers. Now we're actually make creating stars. Mm-hmm. Essentially from scratch. Some of them are indie wrestlers, yes. But a lot of the people that are now on NXT 2.0 are people that you probably didn't hear of in the indie scene mm-hmm. that are now huge stars. Braun Breaker, didn't nobody hear about him. Y'all weren't, we know his dad, but right. we weren't here about him wrestling. Carmelo Hayes, you heard of Carmelo Hayes before? No, mm-hmm. but he's a champion now. Yeah. Okay? Like, this is what they're trying to do and that's why for me i like the change because i know it's very hard to adjust the change especially with wrestling and especially with a brand that you love so much like everyone knew yeah i hate mondays i hate fridays but wednesdays i'm gonna get a show when wednesday come around i already know nxt gonna put it down now when Mm -hmm. tuesday come around mm, i'm i might tune in nxt but it's a whole bunch of people i really don't know the format is still the same and that's what I think is funny when people say that they don't like 2.0. The format is exactly the same. It's just, they literally just took a clown's makeup and just repainted it in a couple <laughs> different colors. And instead of having yeah. a clown that everyone knows and loves and, oh my God, we got freaking Bobo the Clown coming in. Instead of having Bobo the Clown, now we got <laughs> JoJo the Clown. You don't know JoJo, but JoJo is now the best clown in the business. JoJo has a championship. Yeah. So I don't think that there's a difference between the black and gold brand versus 2.0 in as far as structure. I just feel as though 2.0 is actually going back to the basics of what NXT was, which was to build stars. They're kind of cutting back on what people think are stars, and they're finally listening to the crowd in regards to who they like. I also think that was part of the reason why those cuts happened in NXT because the people that were cut from NXT were either like, they're like, oh, Taya, but Taya wasn't really doing anything in NXT. Mm -hmm. We're we're saying this because this is the name that we know. We're not saying it based on, oh, well, Taya's match with this one was a banger. Oh my goodness. This was great. We're not saying that. Instead, it's, 
Why? Well, you didn't give her a chance. Well, they did give her a chance and it didn't work out. It didn't connect with the crowd. And at the end of the day, it's a business. You have to connect with mm-hmm. the crowd. And not everybody's styles are going to fit with what NXT has going on. So for me, ooh, excuse me. I just feel it's like, um, you know, he, it just, it takes time for people to adapt to the change. But I, I see NXT 2.0 for what it really is, which is, like I said, it's literally just putting different makeup on a clown and bringing up a clown that's lesser known, but just <laughs> as good as like Bobo the Clown. He's just as good, but he's, his name is just not as popular. So now let's make JoJo the star. That is what it is to me. Uh, but we have three messages. So let's let's get into one of them. Let's, Mr. Yeah. Maddie Johnson has definitely been uh, sending us some love tonight. So Mr. Maddie, shout out to you. We're going to play these messages. And let's see what you got to say. I mean, the list goes on from fucking Bobby Roode, Roderick Strong, you know, the whole Adam Cole, you know, the whole Undisputed Era. Um, really... Them getting um, Kenta, uh, Hideo Hitami, because I was a big fan of Kenta, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. the pro wrestler Noah in the New Japan days. Um, they totally, you know, fucked, it, fucked up Hideo Hitami, which they could have, mm-hmm. like, they they really could have did yeah. the dream match. They could have did Punk versus Hideo Hitami. I hope that they do Kenta versus CM Punk, because that's, you know, a, a, a match that, you know, I can't wait to see. Um oh. When Finn Balor came over there, you know, Prince Devitt, you know what I'm saying? That was, but yeah, like they, they, Vince and Bruce Pritchard, they don't fucked up the black and gold, man. Okay. So before I play your next message, I actually have something to say to that. Shawn Michaels has already gone on record and stated that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard have nothing to do with what is going on with NXT right now. It is still the same core people that Triple H has hired. He didn't say Triple H is still there. He did say, you know, since he did have his surgery, Sean and everyone else has Mm -hmm. been taken over in absence of trips. So please stop blaming Vince and Bruce Pritchard for NXT. Uh, That is not true. And again, if you don't believe me, you can look it up. It is information that is on the internet with actual audio recording for it as well of Shawn Michaels stating that Vince and Bruce Pritchard do not have input in NXT. It is still the same people that had uh, all their hands in the pudding of NXT previously, which is why I will go back to again saying it is the same clown, different makeup. That, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah I think my, my whole thing with NXT now um, and really going back to, you know, character development, which, which is a good thing. But I think with the way things are going to WWE now, I think it might be a little too, too little, too late. Okay, you're developing these characters. And let's say they, they are put in front of, a you know, the main universe crowd and they do go over. Who's to say that they won't meet the same fate as, say, like a, a Bray Wyatt who is also over? It's like, okay, okay, you're developing them. And then what? So I think my distaste for it, it may not be necessarily the performers themselves. It might be just the whole state of WWE. Like, what are you going to do with all these folks once you develop them and kind of call them up? What are you going to do with them then? That is, you going to cut them that, due to budget cuts? 
<laughs> you know, I I, I just see Quote budget cuts budget for cut. a lot of these folks. For a lot of these folks, I just really do, and, and I think that's where that's the disconnect for me. Are you gonna budget cut these these folks too? <laughs> well, I you know. guess we have to. We're gonna have to wait and uh, wait and see. All right, yeah. Maddie, you got a three more <laughs> here, so let's let's blame <laughs> up. Well, yeah, um, I was already hip to Joe Gacy because he was in a faction with Eddie Kingston, and I like Joe Gacy. He reminded me a lot of Kevin Owens, um, Carmelo Hayes. Um, I was hip, I was hip to him before he ch- ch- he had another name. Now, who I really was a fan of, and they let him go, Isaiah Swerve Scott, a.k.a. Uh, Shane Strickland. Because when he was at MLW, um, and I'm a big fan of MLW. I love MLW. You know, MLW don't gave us a lot of great talent from MJ, MJF to uh, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He got his start there. And Shane Strickland got his start there. He's actually the first black um, world heavyweight champion, you know what I'm saying, at MLW. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Carmel yeah. Hayes' name before was Christian Casanova. Just to let you know, that was his name. <laughs> um, nice, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I definitely agree. But again, it goes back to what I said. Well-known indie name. Was he over with the crowd? Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to get Hit Row to be over. Hit Row was over with a lot of people, but not the right people. And I think that's what we have to also look into for that but let's go ahead and uh let's let's play these other ones you got two more let's let's hear what you got to say don't like how they doing my dog kushida you know what i'm saying and i, I do like oh, ikaman yeah. i was hip to him in the indies i did like him in the cruiserweight classic and all that shit but dude um they was making kushida to be out to be like a badass um he had some great matches him and and um p dunn had some of my mm-hmm. most favorite matches. Him and Tommaso Ciampa had good matches too. They, 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 they fucking my dog up, putting him with this jacket time. I'm not feeling the jacket time shit. Um, they doing my dog Roddy Strong. They doing him cold blooded with this diamond mine shit. I'm not feeling this diamond mine. They shit is too generic for me. Uh, I do like Malcolm Bivens though. He got a mouthpiece. Yeah, I'm not feeling with this this this, this, this new fruit, colorful shit, man. I ain't go. It's a few people that that stand out though, but it ain't it. It's it's the no for me. <laughs> Zion Lee, I think we can both agree as Zion Lee. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Zion Lee, Ooh, child, Ooh, child, that is a thought. Put, get yeah. him the championship right now. Not on the side. I like what he's got, got going on with uh, Legado El Fantasma. I like what they have mm-hmm. going on. I'm liking yeah. how Carmen has her little thing, or Electra, or Electra Lopez, I think is her name. I always think yeah. Electra is how I remember her name. Um, <laughs> I kind of like what they got going on right now. So we'll see what happens. I only is definitely. He's another one. The people love him. The people love him. Um, I don't understand Diamond Mine just yet, but I think it's a way for Michael Bivens to also show what he has because he's always been a great manager in the indies. Again, they've seen his work in Evolve. Um, and if you haven't, oh, golden, golden. Uh, so, and I, like I said, Roddy should not talk. Roddy needs, ooh, okay, definitely in New York now. Uh, Roddy needs <laughs> a mouthpiece. He needs someone to talk because 
it, him talking just ain't it. So I, I can agree with part of that. All right, last but not least, last message. Let's go. What 2.0 is for real, for real, it's the it's sports inter like product, sports entertainment placement and shit. Like, you know, they they trying to steer, you know, steer away from hiring like indie guys and they trying to build up their homegrown talent. Um which I mean I do like Brian Breaker, but it it, it should have been his name should have been Rex Steiner. Uh, I think they 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 totally dropped the ball with that. I don't I, even though Brian said he wanted to say that he decided to to you know put break at the end. No, you could because he's a Steiner through and through. Like he looked like his daddy. He charismatic like his uncle. Like I would uh I would have you know WWE should have put him on the um you know gave him the Steiner last name and, and did a legacy act. Um, I like Solo Sokoa, but I liked him better as Joseph Fatu. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Sailor Fatu, not Joseph. Okay. So essentially yeah, what well, you're telling me is that you're not okay with a person having their own personality. Solo Sokoa didn't want to be known as the Fatu. He doesn't want to be known as the Uso's brother. That's why he got the promo saying that down since day one. No, I've been by myself since day one. That's why he cut that promo to make sure that he is not in any way tied to his brothers. He's his own person. Braun Breaker has already stated that he did not want the Steiner last name. He didn't want to be a legacy. He wanted to build his own legacy. And you cannot mm-hmm. fault somebody for wanting to do that. Yes, he looked like his daddy. He acted like his uncle. But he is his own person. And I feel as though it was a way for him to get that fresh start. So I'm all the way with it. Braun, come break me, Breaker. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and along with that as well, I think um, even with them, you know, kind of establishing their own identities, I think in the, in the back of real mind, everyone knows who they're related to. So, yeah, they want to force their own path character-wise, cool, but I think deep down, we all know who they're tied to. So, that part I don't think will go away anytime soon. No. Definitely, definitely not. So, the I'm just with it. Like I said, I want to see where they're going to go. We have to, of course, wait and see and see what happens between NXT 2.0, how they're going to move, where are we going to go mm-hmm. forward. Is Ron Breaker going to defeat Tommaso Ciampa and win? Excuse me. What is really going on with Johnny Gargano? Is he gone for good? He's technically now a free agent. Um, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so he, he did announce today or yesterday he has a Twitch channel now, a YouTube channel. He's now able to do things he wasn't able to do before. Um, back on pro wrestling tees. Yeah, he's ugh, back on pro wrestling tees. First of all, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of t-shirts, but you know, really, there's so I many. See it. Yeah, I had, I got some mm-hmm. in my cart. So what's <laughs> what's wrong with their shirts? So the issues that I've had with pro wrestling tees is like some their shirts they fade too quickly. It's not really mm-hmm. that soft. Um, my friend, he got a shirt. One sleeve was like way tighter than the other. There's been a lot of different oh my issues God. with them. Um, one of the owners actually was like, it was very all lives matter. I don't like, want to get political and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's oh, a lot okay. of other places that you can go and get your t-shirts from. It doesn't have to be them. The problem is that they're just they are the most known in regards to t-shirts, but what a maneuver 
I love them. They have great merch and mm-hmm. they have soft tees. It's just, I, I like what a maneuver. If I'm going to pick a t-shirt company, I, I prefer them. It's soft. It's great customer service. You know, 10, I haven't had any issues with them and I don't know anyone that has any issues with them. And if I'm not mistaken, they're black owned as well. So. Oh, okay. A maneuver. Okay. Shout okay. outs to them. Um, so that's what was happened there. I think we can now transition into raw and what happened this week. Uh, oh, child, trying to remember what happened on raw was not, um, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I was kind of bouncing around between, you know, kind of AEW dark and new Japan with their best yeah. super juniors. So I was kind of bouncing around with that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You um, were like, Oh, this is on. I was like, I didn't even get to see it. But I do have the raw <laughs> results here. Um, I totally forgot about the Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan match, but we will uh, right, we'll yeah. So we started raw off with Big E versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. That was a great match. Um, I was invested in it. I liked it. I liked the little plays that they did. Uh, you know, one trying to climb the cage, he couldn't. Like I like what they did. Um, they definitely left it all out there. So it was it was a good match. I definitely liked it. Um, but after the match, Seth Owens, of course, he was there. Uh, he jumped all over Big E. And then the almighty Bobby Lashley came, hit Big E with a spear and a hurt lock. It just, it was, Bobby Lashley's back. Let's see what he mm, does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, we had the Dairy Women's Tag Team match. Well, the women's tag team, half of the women's WWE tag team champion, Queen Zelina versus Nikki A.S.H. And, of course, Zelina won that match. That was a very short match. Um, then yeah, we had the R.K. bro nament. I am, I am over <laughs> R.K. bro, okay? I, I just, like, I get it. So you make it's over. Ah, but it's Randy Orton does not need matt riddle at all like he could definitely do without him it's he's not necessary but anywho um the street profits defeated aj thousand almost in the tournament first round match okay Mm, again i I like street profits i'm just tired of aj and almost at this point almost don't talk yeah He's, he's just there i'm i'm over that them too as well next we had the united states champion damian freeze and he defeated Robert Rude. Um, and it was, of course, Damian Priest's open challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ziggler hit Damian Priest with a super kick. Um, so there was that. Then there was Bianca De- Belair versus Dewdrop, and Bianca Belair won via count out. That was a good match. Uh, yeah, that I was, was very, I was very surprised. But again, Dewdrop, I don't like calling her Dewdrop. Piper Nivens, uh, she she has put on great matches in the Indies. And Bianca put on a banger as well. So I'm excited to see where their feud goes. Mm-hmm. Next, Edge and The Miz have agreed to battle at WWE Day 1. I, like, I love this. Um, there are people that don't like Edge versus The Miz, but I'm actually here for it. Um, yeah. The reason why I say that I am here for it is because with that, with them two, they both are great talkers. They know 
how to talk. They know Mm -hmm. what they need to do in regards to getting someone over or, you know, just cutting a promo. They're both very good at it. So I think that, you know, I think it's great. I'm, I'm excited to see that. And hopefully go to day one. I'm I'm waiting uh, for ticket confirmation. So we will see if we will be in the building for that. Nice. Nice. Next, we have Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Alpha Academy in that same tournament. Ray and Dominic won. I need Otis to really stop looking like a pedophile. He he looks <laughs> crazy. He looks crazy. Uh, Finn yeah. Balor defeated T-Bar. Mm, okay. And Austin Theory popped out. <laughs> and uh, he dropped Finn Balor with an ATL and took another selfie to basically appease Mr. McMahon. And then last but not least, we had the World yeah. Championship match, Becky Lynch. And she defeated Liv Morgan by the same way she defeated Charlotte, which was mm-hmm. holding the ropes with the pinup. Okay. That was Raw. Um, and Raw was not yeah. fun. Um, I won't lie. Raw hasn't been fun in a long time. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. watched for you guys. And, uh, you know, hope that you guys can uh, <laughs> appreciate that I'm trying to break through three hours of Raw for y'all. So mm-hmm. hope y'all hope y'all are there for that. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it is... <laughs> It, it 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 hurts. It hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have, of course, uh, it was NXT the next day. We're not going to go into all that. Johnny Gar, long story short, because I caught like the end of NXT. I had some stuff I had to do on Tuesday. Um, but everyone, of course, wants to see what Johnny Gargano was going to say. And he was in the middle of his talk, and he wasn't really talking about much. He was more so thanking everybody. And then he got attacked at the end by Von Waller. So we didn't get to actually know what the status was, but it was a send off and it was a send off that, Hey, if he comes back to us, he has a rivalry. And if he doesn't, right. It was because of this guy. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I think that's the best thing for that. Um, <clears throat> then next we have AEW dynamite. That was on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, Sam Punk kicked off the show playing, mm-hmm. of course, MJF's theme. They booed him. Sam Punk cut a promo on MJF, basically saying, like, this is your champion, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was really trying to engage yeah. the crowd. Long Island wasn't really feeling him. He was like, yeah, you know, Chicago was way louder. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. I just like, of course they are. <laughs> You're yeah. Sam Punk. You're from Chicago. Of course they would be louder. <laughs> Duh. Like, they're not going to cheer loud for you, bro. Like, relax. Right. Um, then he opened his shirt to reveal the four pillar shirt with DM, Dr. Brick Baker, DMD instead of MJF on it. Uh, then next, uh, he did also declare his interest in the AEW World Championship match. Um, he said, since MJF also has his eye on that gold, they have to settle their uh, rivalry first before they can go and chase that. Next up was the Dynamite Battle Royale. So 12 men competed for the honor of winning the Dynamite Diamond Ring from MJF. 
So in that Rattle Royale, we had MJF, Wardlow, Matt Hardy, Frankie Kazarian, Jay Lethal, Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, uh, Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Matt Seidel, Lee Johnson, and Lee Moriarty. Uh, there was a couple of stories that was played out within that fight. MJF had Warlow to protect him and also Sean Spears on the outside to catch him. If there was anyone mm-hmm. that tried to eliminate him, uh, he did hide for most of the match. Um, Leo Rush had his eye on preventing Team Taz from winning. Bunny Brass, brass Knuckles to Matt Hardy to pop Jay Lethal for an elimination. Wardlow and Hobbs had a showdown. Um, so then the tide had turned when Leo Rush and Lee Johnson teamed up to try and toss Wardlow out. MJF swooped in to dump all three. Wardlow was not pleased, but MJF, of course, he didn't care. Uh, at their low bridging Kazarian, there were only three people left. MJF, of course, was one of them. He had Ricky Starks and uh, Dante Martin left. Dante Martin turned on Ricky Starks for the elimination. So Martin ripped off his Team Taz armband to show that he was that him joining Team Taz was not he was wasn't actually joining Team Taz at all. He just faked them out. So next week is going to be MJF versus Dante Martin uh, to see who wins that battle or who wins that diamond ring. Um, so then, of course, Ricky Starks turns on Dante Martin. MJF starts mm-hmm. beating him up. Punk runs out to try to save. MJF retreats, and Starks gets hit with a go-to-sleep or GTS, which is why we would love to see Kenta versus Punk. GTS versus GTS. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, then next, we had Jurassic Express and Varsity Blondes versus The Acclaimed and 2.0. And Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, they won. We're going to keep going. After that, uh, we have the Young Bucks, who defeated Chuck Taylor and Rocky Romero. But then Mm -hmm. Trent comes back in the SUV with his mom, Sue. Everyone goes ham, but the Bucks still win. Rio (laughs) defeated Jamie Hayter. I was excited for this match. This is actually a really good match. Rio really, she shocked me in this match. Normally. Uh, she gives off very like dainty vibes when she yeah. wrestles, but Jamie Hader was giving her power and Riho was giving it right back. So let's let's yes. go, Riho. You girl, you did mm-hmm. that. Like she did that. Um then the varsity blondes, they came out to go and do an interview with Tony Shavani. The lights go out, then come back on. Malachi Black is there and he spits his black mist in Julia Hart's face. Um, it literally came out of nowhere. Let's see where that goes. I'm going to ask him about this tomorrow when I see him at House of Glory. So uh-huh. be excited for those. There will be pictures, I know, and I need to post more pictures on our social. I will be doing that this week. For whatever reason, when I post and I put the timer, it doesn't actually post. So I'm just going to have to post them mm. myself. So expect a flood of pictures from myself. And Cashly this week, because we will be uploading more on our socials, I promise. <laughs> and last but not least was the main event. Brian Danielson yes. versus John Silver was another hometown hero. Now, Brian Danielson did defeat him. Um, and it goes back to my hot take from last week. 
Brian mm-hmm. Danielson versus the Dark Order have been some fucking bangers. Okay. Mm-hmm. People have been wondering, well, why is Brian Danielson facing them? He is putting these people over. Okay. Yeah. The matches that he has had has been so slept on. So people are like, oh, I'm not watching because it's the Dark Order's work. You you need to watch. These are actually right. some really, really good matches. And it's different wrestling styles. And yes. Brian Danielson is also tweaking his style to fit his opponent. And he's mm-hmm. giving his all. Like he stated when he first started, I want to love wrestling again. And I mm-hmm. want to wrestle the new guys. And he is doing everything yes. he did that he wanted to do. And it is doing so great. Um, after, of course, he went and uh, he defeated John Silver. He promised to kick Silver's head in. So he, of course, started to do that. And he started kicking him out. Hangman Page ran out to protect him. And, uh, of course, Adam Page said, next week, I'm going to stomp the cowboy shit out of you. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see uh, what happens, uh, what goes on with that. So yeah. we also had a lot of backstage stuff going on as well. Um, Ruby Soho was on an interview. She was interrupted by Bunny and Penelope Ford. Um, but then she started to fight. And then uh, <laughs> Malarose <laughs> came out and was like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> very loud and started beating her yeah. up. Okay. And then Ty Conti and Anna Jay came out for the save. So now they're going to have that 3v3 match next week. And then Sammy Guevara had his little promo he was trying to do with Tony Schwann. Cordero just came out and basically said, listen, um, I'm with the title. Uh, so I'll be challenging you on Christmas Day. Um, well, excuse me. And then, of course, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. They were all the way at the top in like a sweet area. And they were like, oh, of course, you'll give it to him, but you won't give it to us. So Scorpio Sky said he wanted a shot. And Sammy said, let's go. So we will see uh, when that happens. Um, and then Taz revealed that Hook was making his debut against Fuego Del Sol, which happened tonight on AW Rampage, which is Hook's first in-ring debut everyone loves hook so you know that would be exciting to see and then Mm -hmm. next week it'll be hikaru shida so boring um versus (laughs) serena deeb uh it's just i'm just over hikaru shida she's she's boring to Mm -hmm. me and it's not Mm -hmm. because of who she deals with it's just Everyone I know that has seen her wrestle, she's she's not giving me the hype that it is. I don't understand. To yeah. be honest, I really don't understand why she's still there. Um, Riho is way more charismatic. She brings more, in my opinion. Uh, she is just she's boring now. It's just there's, it's not giving anything for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was Wednesday, and then tonight, of course, was SmackDown. There were no releases yes. this week, people, so we don't have anything to say in, in regards <laughs> to uh, any any releases. So you don't have to worry about us saying, oh, this one got released and that one got released. We we have nothing for that. But we do yeah. have New, Jan- New Japan Pro Wrestling's Best of Super Junior 28. And, of course, yes. Miss Cashley is going to take away and give us all of that. So it's... It's on you, girl. Take it over. 
Yes, so we are in the midst of New Japan's Best of Super Juniors, basically New Japan Pro Wrestling highlighting the best of the best of their junior division. Um, so kind of kicking off with some of the players. Uh, we have Hiromu Takahashi, making um, a taking time bomb from LIJ, um, who has 13 points in the competition. We have El Desperado um, from Suzuki Goon with 13 points. Show uh, from Bullet Club with 12 points. Uh, Taji Ishimori with 12 points. Yo from Chaos with 12 points. Robbie Eagles with 12 points. Um, also, El Fantasmo with 10 points. Uh, Taguchi with 8 points. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru with 8 points. Bushi with 8 points. And Master Watto with 8 points. And also Duki in the last place with 4 points. Um, I'm really enjoying this competition because, like I said, it's really New Japan showcasing the best of the best in their super juniors, um, which is good because, uh, you know, normally the focus is on the heavyweights or maybe the never open weights, but the super juniors are front and center in this competition. So it's really giving their chance to shine. And I'm really glad to see that Hiromu is really back at the top in this competition because in my opinion, he's he's the best junior that New Japan has. Um, when you think Super Junior, you have to think Hiromu Takahashi. That's that's my opinion. Someone may differ, but that's my opinion. Um, Not me. So it's really I good. agree. <laughs> so it's really great to see him really killing killing it right now with thirteen points, especially after that um, devastating neck injury, which took him out for a year and some change. So. Really glad to see him back um, at the top of the card in the Super Juniors and just doing really, really well. And I hope he's able to tie it up um, and take it away because it's it's pretty much a three-way tie um, for these 13 points. So really hoping he can take it away. But yeah, it's, it's another good competition, another good tour. So um, I think everybody should really check it out on New Japan World. Um, it's it's it gives you another flavor of wrestling. It's it's that high flying style, but yet it still has that New Japan strong style element to it. So I think it's it's good for everyone to check that out. So yeah, but that's the best Super Junior, the players and their points. Um, in a nutshell, but definitely check it out. Oh, I'm excited! I want to yeah. see who's gonna win. Who do you think's gonna win? Uh... As much as I would like Hiromi, Hiromu to take it away, I think El Desperado may give him a run. Mm. I like Desperado. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, I, and, 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 yeah, and they're wrapping up competition, I believe, on the 15th. So you have another few days to check them out uh, until the final competition. Listen. I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna this weekend. I'm gonna watch a match this weekend, and yeah, if the next one is on the 15th. Then I'm definitely. It's always in the morning, so I'm gonna have to catch it the next day or later on the next. Yeah, day the replay is good. Yes. I got work, New Japan. I can't be up in no three, four in the morning no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be tired. Mm-mm. Yeah, definitely on Japan time. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely am gonna have to catch it uh, later on the next day. Now, I do know we did miss out on SmackDown from last week. 
I know SmackDown mm-hmm. happened earlier, but I did. We did want to get into SmackDown that happened last week with Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar's return and all things that happened with that. No, I do mm-hmm. know, Miss Cashley, that you do have some insight on what happened last week. So please give us the scoop. What what happened when Lesnar returned? Was it a good return? Was it with Paul Heyman? There's a lot of questions there that you know I don't want to know, and I know people want to know. So take it away. Well, yeah, so definitely with SmackDown, if everyone's been kind of tuning in, um, there's been kind of this uh, four, three or four-way angle. So you have Lesnar and then one of the GMs, right? And then uh, Lesnar attacked him and was suspended subsequently. Well, now Lesnar's back, and that's where Kayla Braxton and uh, Paul Heyman kind of comes in because, you know, they're in a backstage segment angle kind of thing. where Kayla announces that, okay, Brock Lesnar's back. He's off suspension. So Brock comes back and basically they put him in segments with Sami Zayn. I know what you're thinking. Mm. That might be a little off. That's a little weird, but, um, yeah, but, but I, I honestly kind of enjoyed it. It was a little different. It was a fresher take on Brock Lesnar and who they have him paired with, but, um, they had him come back. He attacked Sami Zayn. And pretty much told Sami Zayn, okay, you're going to face Roman Reigns and pretty much forfeit your title shot that you won in that battle royal the Friday previous and lose it to Roman so that I can get it, basically. Um, Basically, Brock Debo'd his way back into a title shot, um, which is a weird way to kind of usher him back in. But, you know, you just kind of work with it. So that's pretty much how um, Friday ended. And, of course, you didn't see Roman throughout much of the show. Um, he, of course, comes out at the at the end once Brock pretty much squashes the life out of Sami Zayn and takes him to Suplex City a few times. Um, that's where Roman kind of comes out and gets the win. Now Sami's out of a title shot, and Brock is now back in so that he can face Roman at day one, um, which kind of segues into uh, – uh, this Friday's SmackDown, but um, I guess we can kind of cover that a little bit later. But um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's pretty much where Brock is. Now, as far as Heyman is concerned, you know, all that's still kind of up in the air. What's Heyman's role with Brock Lesnar? Like, is he secretly kind of working with him behind the scenes? So like you still can't really can't tell, or is he still just 100% loyal to the bloodline? Has, you know, the tribal chief's council? You never know, but that's pretty much where things are right now. Mm. Okay. Now, I do know what I did catch as a little highlight on SmackDown last week was Sonya Deville and Naomi. And we have to, of course, talk about it because I don't know about y'all, but I am Naomob 100%. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely love, love Nene forever. I do not like this storyline of Naomi versus Yeah. Yeah. This is is not given what it's supposed to give. Naomi is one of the nicest people in real life. That's why when she was in Team Bad and they tried to make her a heel, it didn't. Mm -hmm. That's not her. Yeah, that's not her. So for you to have Sonya Deville of all people. I mean, I'm going to be honest, they literally could have picked somebody else. But mm-hmm. you got Sonya Deville, who is a person that is 
in a position of power, slapping yeah. up Naomi. And I know normal slap. Yeah. She slapped. That was a slap. Fire out of her. Mm-hmm. Like, fire out of her. And not once, neither. Because yeah. this ain't a one and done situation. I'm just, I'm kind of over it. I, I'm not a fan of how they're treating her. I don't like it. I don't like the way it comes mm-hmm. off. I don't like the way it's presented. It's just, it's not cool, like, at all. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. And a lot of other people that I've seen in the IWC, which is the internet mm-hmm. wrestling community. Um, oh, yeah. It rubbed a lot of us the wrong way because that's not Naomi. That's not her. That's not how she is. It's not how she gives it up. So it just... Mm-hmm. It was very weird, and um, I was not a fan. Not a fan at all. Now, mm-hmm. we can definitely transition into this week's SmackDown, since I did not get to see it. I will be watching it, of course, tomorrow, because after this is over, I am definitely getting me some sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But let me know what happened this week. I know this week she had her match with Sonya, and mm-hmm. I'm hearing Zia Lee came out as the protector. Yes. And the whole gimmick. And okay. Yes. Break it down, yes. girl. Tell me. Yes. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, Naomi, she's um, in a match with Sonya Deville. Well, supposed to be, anyway. Um, and then, of course, there's the interference that she, uh, well, she being Sonya Deville, had at ringside, one being Natalia. Um, who looked extra perky today, I might say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so had, yeah, so you had Natalia at ringside, and you also had Shayna Baszler, who was the quote-unquote timekeeper. I use heavy air quotes with timekeeper. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was that, and then there was the interferences, and then that's when they bring out Zia Lee, which... I have to say I was very impressed and captivated by her entrance. I mean, it's very, I don't want to call it comic. Yes, it's a must-see, but I, I don't want to call it comic book at all, but it's very animated and it's animated in a really good way. She looked, she came out very, very strong. So I think her oh. first day out was really, really good. And she stood really tall with, Naomi and at the end they gave each other the bow of respect which was awesome so um that that was really good um going on more about Smackdown which the starter segment which was Brock Lesnar and overall looking like the farmer that he is (laughs) um (laughs) him starting out in the ring and also Sami Zayn um being in the ring in a wheelchair of course playing the uh the broken roll, you know, neck brace, foot cast, all of that, you know, has the two male nurses behind him. Um, and then him and Brock Lesnar kind of get into what may come off as a somewhat awkward segment. Um, like they tried to kind of bounce off each other and it just wasn't quite working. Um, but in the midst of that, Paul Heyman is also out there as well. And he kind of had to jump in and provide that comedic relief. Um, to kind of break the the awkwardness between the two of them. Because, you know, Brock Lesnar on the mic, it can go really good or it can go really bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it was good to have uh, Paul Heyman out there um, to kind of break that up. But 
kind of moving on to the ladies, um, there was also a backstage segment with um, Sasha Banks and Tony Storm, which, in my opinion, is the rivalry rivalry we should be getting right now. I mm, think the okay. two of them, I think the two of them have um, really good chemistry, um, and that's just from their backstage promo. So I can I, I can't even you know imagine seeing them seeing them in the ring, but I can't wait to see that one. But Tony Storm is in a uh, angle with Charlotte Flair, um, which includes oh uh, pie throwing and all of that. And um, they had a match tonight: um, Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm. Um, Charlotte Flair and Tony Lynn. I'm sorry. Did Tony win? No. Um, okay. and, and, I actually, and I actually get to that part. Um, basically, Charlotte Flair, she just looks totally uninterested. Um, it's why am I here? I'm just here so I don't get fired kind of thing. And Love it seems to be beyond character. But anyway, um, that's a whole other show, I guess. So basically, Charlotte and Tony Flair, they, uh, Tony Store, they get into it. And uh, basically, it ends in a DQ. So that's how mm. the match ends. Yeah. Yeah. No chemistry at all, in my opinion. Um, some may view it differently, but from what I see, there's no chemistry here at all. Um, kind of moving on. The next one, which was, in my opinion, the highlight of the night, which was the three-way tag team match. Um, the tag team division was really the highlight um, for tonight. Um, pretty much to determine who's the best tag team. Um, and that's between the Usos, who are the seven-time uh, tag champions, New Day being the eleven-time champions, and of course you have RK Bro <laughs> in that Jesus as well. Christ. And I have to say, I I really enjoyed this. Um, there seems to be you know different styles and different personalities in this one, and ultimately New Day came out on top, um, which was really good. I'm so. Yeah, so really kudos to whoever booked this. I I don't know. Um, And I rarely say that about a WWE match, but kudos to whoever booked this one because it was really good. It was really enjoyable. I was hooked from the time the Usos came out until the final pin. So it was really good. And also shout out to the Migos, um, who was announced during SmackDown that they are providing the headlining theme of the day one pay-per-view with their joint strength. So shout out to them. Yes, I really gotta go. Definitely. Shout yeah. out to Migos. Make that money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm ready. So yeah. I think we've covered all of wrestling this week. The only thing we didn't cover, of course, was AW Rampage, but we have to save a Friday show for next week. We can't yeah. give up all the juice. So we'll leave that for yeah. next week. <laughs> but we will end this week with our most famous hot takes. Yes. So, Miss Cashley, what is your hot take for this week? My hot take for this week is that New Japan Pro Wrestling does a way better job than either WWE or AW or AEW of showcasing their talent. Hmm. Mm. They're doing a way better job of showing their talent. Mm. Okay. Now, I was going to ask a question, but we're going to leave that for the next <laughs> one. Um, 
my hot take for wrestling for this week is oh this is a pretty <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how how hot I want to make it am I trying to make it like death hot because I I got some takes that might blow people out the water uh, um let's see um is it first show I don't want to be I, I no, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's actually worse than that one, but I'm trying to actually. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep it pretty, pretty mild. Um, no, that's not a hot take. That's that's a truth. I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take. Let's see. My hot take for this week. And I'm trying to think of what promotion have I not gotten. Okay. I got it. My hot take for this week is that um, NWA has a way better production as far as stars and, you know, promos and stuff than Impact, AEW, and WWE. Hmm. That is... Okay. And... If you don't believe me, you can watch the last show that just came out. When I saw it, I was like, ooh, very captivated. So I got to check them out. Definitely. I would yeah. definitely check out the episode that happened last week and this week. Um, but in regards to the promos that I've seen, I've noticed that NWA gives their stars. It, it feels more more personal. It, it hits home more. It doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my hot take. For this week but if you guys okay. would like to get in contact with us we are available at the melon mat on all socials send us a message mm-hmm. let us know if you like i'm also going to be dropping down our email so that way if you want to email us about anything wrestling related if you want to be a co-host for one of our shows you can definitely send us an email and we will love to hear from you guys. Send us those voice notes. Those voice notes, mm-hmm. they mean a lot to us. It means you guys are listening and it yes. means you guys like the product. So we really, truly appreciate it. I definitely know I can speak for myself and for Cashly that we appreciate mm-hmm. any feedback that you guys give us. We truly yes. love it. Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback, especially with that last episode. Um, so mm-hmm. keep it up. You guys are awesome. We truly appreciate y'all. We are working, and this is something that I wanted to present as a gift for Miss Cashley, but I'm going to tell you guys this week, we are working on merch for next year. Ah, yeah. So we will be getting our merch running. Mm-hmm. I am kind of looking at ideas right now. I don't like to just, you know, just bring up something that isn't finished or something that is kind of messy. So looking at some t-shirt people, looking at how we're going to launch the store, it's a lot that goes into it. I thought it would be easy, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not. Um, but we should have merch by next year. Time frame of next year, hoping before Mania. That is the goal. Nice. Ooh, excuse me. So when you see us at Mania, you can say, hey, <laughs> So yes. I'm so excited for that for us and for you guys as well so you guys can wear our merch and you know support the brand we appreciate each and every one of you that stops by on fridays and is 
in the audience with us and those of you guys that stop by after the show is posted and listen to it and give us feedback each and every one of you mean so much to us so thank you thank you thank you a million times over miss cashley is there anything you would like to say before we go oh another 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 great show um another great show after a long week um another time to talk wrestling with you thank you you're welcome i'm excited until next week i promise i will not forget we will be back next week at 6 30 eastern i have <laughs> no travel plans i know you guys are probably like she's always traveling my friends say it to me all the time but I have no travel plans for next week. So next week, 6.30 p.m. here on Stereo. And Mm -hmm. on Saturdays, we release the podcast everywhere you get your podcast. So if you want to join us live, download the Stereo app and meet us here Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Or like I stated, anywhere you get your podcast, we are there. We love you guys, and we hope everyone has a great night. Thank you for staying until midnight, past midnight Eastern. Yeah. the best. And Thank you. Have a good one. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love, y'all.